get the birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Yes, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. There was nothing tonight. That if you're looking at this thing, you say this, any of these people are prepared for what Donald Trump is going to do to us. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Hey, Henson, you got to cut up that Ricky Gervais thing because we need the clip. I need to use that regularly. I'm going to need it a lot for the rest of my life. I'm definitely going to need it today. The kill me now. Just, just kill me now. That's the clip I need from a lot of what is in the news. Just kill me now. You. Yeah, and I think you speak for a lot of America. Live from Studio C. Oh, say, can you see, senor? A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Dual general managers this morning. General manager number one. Welcome to Washington, D.C. Kabuki Theater. For those unfamiliar with the art form, we'll be interpreting as the dancers perform their... Oh, you see the character of the old woman in the red dress on the left. She is stomping up and down angrily. Do you see the papers she's carrying? Those are known in Kabuki as articles of impeachment. Now watch as she crosses the stage to the right. Do you see the old men and women on the right? They are what's known as the Senate. Note how they are squatting up and down. That is them pooping on the articles of impeachment. (laughs) And now they go through the ritual stomping of the articles. It's a beautiful form. Beautiful. And our second general manager, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He dreams of a world where people are judged not on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character. Good luck with that. In spite of what you may hear on College Camp High these days. Kill me now. Kill not, me now. Not over the MLK, but over that first part. <laughs> so we were asking the question yesterday, so do, what, what is the delivering the articles? Is they, they actually do that, or do you just, say, just, you just send an email and say, hey, there's a PDF in your file you might want to check. It's the articles of impeachment. I sent you over a PDF. But they, they do do the I whole... I haven't gotten it yet. Check spam. I did check spam. Oh, it's in my junk mail. That's where it belongs. <laughs> um, it's, they, do, they actually go through the whole dog and pony show. So somebody's going to walk it all the way over there. They put it in a special box. Right, the old impeachment box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the IB. And then they walk it uh, probably <laughs> through that, that tunnel that connects you know the ends of the Capitol. And then, you know, much as I described in the Kabuki Theater thing, the uh, senator will go, yeah, thanks for this. <laughs> and on they go. Yeah, whatever. But will they call Lev Parnas? Oh, God. What's a Lev Parnas? Um, I'll I'll tell you the challenge today is, the challenge today, well, it's really the challenge every day, but I think particularly today, the challenge is to talk to you, to to have something to say to you that is of any interest or, or importance to you, any amusement or importance to you. There are a ton of radio shows and TV shows that are going to talk about crap. I almost dropped an S-bomb. Good, are good. Gonna, are going to talk about crap all day long that I know you don't care about, polls show you don't care about, and research doesn't care about. Right. You're not going to tune into it. Most people aren't. And it's good. Just, we'll steal their viewers and listeners. And I'm fine with and, it. And it's just lips flapping for no reason. There's something going on in our society. where We're going through a transition phase. It's part of the whole... Too much information, staring at our smartphones, short attention span thing. Right. And yet, well, in this era of overcrowded media options, the media 
an individual medium will decide, well, we got to be known for something, so I guess we'll just do the same thing over and over every single day. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Same topic every day. And so, so many of them are doing the same, same thing. We're going to try to craft something that's either amusing or interesting to you. Oh, it's done. I could do 13, well, 12, I'm an exaggerator, radio shows right now that have nothing to do with impeachment or anything like that. Easy peasy. The impeachment's the interesting story. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And I don't care about it. <laughs> I don't care about the interesting story if you're going to compare that to whatever that was last night that was a complete waste of time. It was a big nothing. It was a big nothing. So it was just, and, and, and fine, that's all that needs to be said about it. Nothing. Nothing happened. Tree in the forest. Nobody there. Nobody heard it. Um, why, why are you still talking about not talking? Because <laughs> I'm looking up at the cable news channels. I'm just thinking, what are we doing? <laughs> what is happening? I'm confused. It's like the Matrix or something. <laughs> it's a lot like that. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Um, I guess it's National Bagel Day. How oh, is it? Um, National Bagel Day. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a proud moment for America. I, I know. It's a pr- <laughs> That's one and of my, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. One what, of my what a special day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're so comparable. Um, but, but it, yeah. I never it, explained my punchlines. <laughs> Don't explain punchlines. <laughs> Now, you were it, saying what, what bagel you, day, the delicious bagel. Yeah, Where it, were you? What one are you planning of, one to of my do? Favorite, I know one of my favorite snacks. I'll find a bagel shop today, get a bagel. So. You know, I noticed yesterday because uh, um, uh, every time I go to like a Noah's Bagel or something, I don't know what you have in your your part of the the world. That's a bagel shop near me. And um, if I go in the morning when they're fresh, God, you think, oh, that this is what a bagel is. Mm. This is what a bagel is supposed to taste yeah, like. Yeah, properly made bagel. Because yeah. I either eat old bagels or like grocery store in a plastic sack bagels all Which, the time. They're and, circular bread. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. they're not a real bagel. Yeah. But they're so delicious. You get a good one and get a little something spread on there. Oh, man, that's a delicious treat right there. You know, Michael, here's my uh, dark bagel secret. I only limit my amount of uh, schmear on there. Cream cheese and stuff, by shame. I I would put, I, I mean, it's practically unlimited how much I would put on the bagel, except that people will look at me and mock me. You're not the sort of health nut that it's practically transparent how much you spread on there. Just Please. a little bit, tiny bit of for flavor. Thick is the bagel. You like it oozing out oh, the sides yeah. when you put the two parts together oh, like a sandwich. No, I, I, I don't put them together because it would squeeze it out. I, <laughs> I eat it open face. The garlic herb cream cheese is my favorite. Ooh, so. It's a good one. Yep. Other uh, and savory cream cheese. There is. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I saw the movie Little Women yesterday as I try to uh, observe all the movies that have been nominated for Best Picture wow, at the all, Oscars. All nine or ten of them? Uh, yeah, I think I'm only shy one or two now. Wow. I got to see 1917, and I think there's one other one that I, I haven't, haven't checked. See, I didn't see that many movies in the tens. Mm. I didn't see that many movies in that <laughs> decade. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Go on. Uh, but uh, I, I thought it was a wonderful story told very well. But I got to be honest, they all seem like regular sized women to me. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't been this misled since they rolled credits on the never ending story. Um, I got to I, I don't know. I need to Wrong. do something to adjust my expectations going into these things because they just seemed regular. Did you stand up in the theater, Homer Simpson, like these are regular sized women? <laughs> I am not impressed. <laughs> No, but every time a young a young woman or a like a little child girl appeared on the screen, I leaned over to the person I saw the movie with and I said, "There's a little woman." There's one nice. of the little women they were talking about. Loud enough for everyone to hear. I uh, hope. Um, uh, yeah. So we'll get into some of the news of the day and try to keep you up to speed on that and try to amuse you and, and inform you on something that's important. That's the goal, right? Entormation. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Wednesday, January fifteenth, the Ides of January. 
The year 2020, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper. Go on out and sweep streets like Michelangelo painted Pete's picture. Sweep streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, Here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. Wow. I love that speech. That's old timey talk. You got a plan to be a rock star or a movie star. If you're not doing that, you're kind of wasting your time. And blame others for everything that happens to you in your life. <laughs> that is good stuff right there. That's the sort of thing I want to teach my kids right there. You know, and, and so much of what he said is, is being lost, and I think it's a terrible, terrible shame. The idea of be so clearly worthy of respect that anyone who disrespects you looks like the idiot they are. I, I th- it's a beautiful message. That's a great message on National Bagel Day. It is. Um, how does mailbag look? It's uh, fine. <laughs> we are talking to Mark Halpern <laughs> later in the program. He is honestly among my all-time favorite pundits. I just really always like uh, what his mind is uh, is cooked up in terms of looking at the landscape. Let it go. And we're going to talk big picture, not about uh, last night's debate because there wasn't anything anything there. But he he got that he wrote that book on how to beat Trump and. Most people out there think Trump is probably going to win, according to all the the people he talked to. Which one of his chapters was last night's debate in that book? Oh, boy. Yeah, no kidding. Sure. Anyway, more on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Well, speaking of that great music right there, Tom Petty, a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the list of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees is out today. Joe loves talking about that. Whatever. So we'll get to that later. Stupid. Rock and rollers like Whitney Houston. Oh, God. Did Pat Benatar make the list? There's the controversy. <laughs> is it? So stay tuned. I don't even think Pat cares. <laughs> Mailbag. A couple of freedom-loving quotes of the day today. Josh sent this one along from uh, one of my musical heroes, the dearly departed Neil Peart of Rush. So the Maples formed a union and demanded equal rights. The Oaks are just too greedy. We will make them give us lights. And there's no more Oak oppression, for they passed the noble law, and the trees are all kept equal by hatchet, axe, and saw. Read Harrison Bergeron by Kurt Vonnegut. And this from Harry Truman. I love this. Joe from Dayton, Ohio passed this along. On polls... Harry Truman said this. I wonder how far Moses would have gone if he'd taken a poll in Egypt. What would Jesus Christ have preached if he'd taken a poll in Israel? Where would the Reformation have gone if Martin Luther had taken a poll? I love that. Are, nice. are polls one of the worst things to ever happen in humanity? They couldn't do them before. It just was undoable. Right. And once you could, because it, it does it does have an effect on... It, it has an effect on everybody. It's impossible to not be affected by polls when you hear... Which polls? All of them. Okay. When Another you hear, person convinced of what we're saying. When you when you hear this is what's the most popular that or the most unpopular this, mm-hmm. or 80% of people think this, it's, right. it has an effect on you. Am I going to take the path of least resistance as a candidate, or am I going to try to change minds and hearts? I think I know which one I'm going to choose. New poll out on the whole Iranian strike, which is kind of interesting. Stay tuned for that. You know, another book you might want to read is The Myth of the Rational Voter by some guy. I can never remember 
Herman Melville. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, really interesting. Um, by some guy. I I got, well, I could Google it, but uh, that's what so we have. Could, so could you. See, that's the deal. Well, yeah. Let me Google that for you. <laughs> the myth of the rational voter. I'm driving you, idiots. That's a fair point, <laughs> my friend. We will try to have a link uh, to that fine book at um, armstrongandgetty.com. And please don't call people idiots on Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and National Bagel Day. Yeah, it's a good point. It's disrespectful, and I apologize. Let's see. Here's a nice note from Joel, who sent along a video. It's posted on the YouTube, and we will link it at armstrongandgetty.com. I should have already given it to Hanson, but I didn't because I'm a moron. Uh, It is of a bicyclist taking video on a bike trail in the Sacramento, California area. It is essentially, it has become an enormous, miles-long bum campground where junkies go to shoot up and then poop and dig holes in the levees, threatening thousands' lives and commit crimes and God knows what else, and and take what ought to be a gem, a taxpayer-funded gem of quality of life, and turn it into a poop hole. That's something. Never mind your, your asshole countries, Mr. President. There's, there's asshole cities. It's discouraging. Uh, and on that topic, because I can't stop, Got this uh, from Taylor. How far gone is Cal Unicornia? Around Christmas, my girlfriend had $5,000 worth of luggage and uh, materials stolen from a car in Sacramento. I provided the Sacramento Sheriff with video of the crime and the perp's plate. Their number, their license number. He has got the uh, security cameras. It's registered in Oakland. I was told they couldn't really do anything because the Oakland police don't pursue property crimes. They won't help. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, which that know. is I don't know what I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I know it's crazy, it's crazy. Oh, uh, Jack brought up we brought up Afghanistan yesterday, and what are the troops doing there? Two more young men have died. America's finest. Why? What did they die for? And Jack said essentially, nothing, nothing. To give time for politicians to figure out how to do what they're going to do anyway. Uh, here, here's something that actually uh, happened during the debate last night that is worth mentioning, that there, there was more far, foreign policy in the debate last night than, mm-hmm. than usual, and it was, you know, it, was, it, was, it is what it was. But because, and I was so disappointed in this, because the Afghan papers were bipartisan, because you have two administrations, Republican and Democrat, that for eight years misled us, um, from top to bottom, through the Pentagon, through the White House, everything like that. Nobody's going to take that on. If it had just been the Republicans, then the Democrats could howl up and down about lying to us about that. Sure. If it is the other way around, you. But but because yep. it's both, you're not going to hear a peep out of R's or D's about the Afghan the war in Afghanistan. Well, no, they'll they stand up to. for their party. They're not going to stand up for nobody, the soldiers, nobody and the sailors, mentioned and Marines. That. In the discussion no. of all this stuff, nobody mentioned. That. No. The fact that we've been misled the entire 20 years. Why would they? They don't get anything out of it. They talked about lies leading up to Iraq, but not Afghanistan. Okay. So we got a couple of notes um, on that very question. What did they die for? Was it nothing? Uh, Steve, the veteran, writes, for what? They died during the national strategy of kill terrorists where they exist. Please never say died for what. It is shameful to hear, especially on your show. Yeah, I dis- I disagree with you. I think it is important yeah. to say died for nothing yeah. if that's what it looks like. And I th- and that's what it looks like. Yeah, Steve, with all due respect, and we appreciate the note, um, there is a tendency in all countries, I think, to continue to send soldiers unnecessarily into the meat grinder of war 
over questions of national pride or politicians afraid to make the difficult choice. And I'm not going to, quote-unquote, support the troops by getting them killed unnecessarily if that's the way I see it. But again, I say that with, with all due respect to your point of view. Um, and then we got this from a retired lieutenant colonel in the Army. The primary reason we are still in Afghanistan is the money. It's a big industry with contractors. I know. I was a military liaison officer between the contractors and the military. I rubber stamped the checks. I offer that as a uh, counterpoint. I would hope that when it comes down to one Democrat and Trump, that some debate, a moderator, brings up the Afghan papers and presents it to you know, at that time, people representing both parties right. and say, what's the deal? Yes, please. And this from Chris. The topic is tail wags dog. Here's the entire text. Trump wags the dog and Joe the dog barks. Well, being the Joe in question, I think, um, Trump wags the dog. Are you the dog or the tail? Well, Trump is wagging the dog. Okay. But you bark, so that makes you the dog. But you so Trump is wagging you. But there's no tail. The tail doesn't bark. But the tail I wags. Dog. I have a dog. This says Trump wags the dog. The bark comes out the other end. But I'm not barking. <laughs> Chris, tail. maybe you could write back and explain in more detail why you think I'm whatever you think. The tail end poops. Are you pooping or barking? I'm I'm barking apparently. Okay. Woof woof. <laughs> Well, we'll run through some of the news coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My reaction to much of the news of the day is kill me. Just kill me, like Ricky Gervais. Kill me. Kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So as we mentioned, the articles of impeachment will be sent over today. They're like officially, they're put in a special box. Yeah. So is there a box that somebody keeps in the closet that's only come out three times? Hand whittled by Andrew Johnson. (laughs) This is the Andrew Johnson box. We put the Clinton papers in it. Now the Trump papers. Then it goes back in the closet. Tradition. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's some sort of special vessel they use. I don't know. And somebody will walk it all the way over there, I guess. Sounds it, so stupid. Should it, it there, does. It shouldn't does. there be music playing as they, they walk it over, too? The problem with a lot of this the stuff... The impeachment theme. It comes from um, uh, royalty. It comes from monarchies. That's, that's where that sort of stuff comes from. And well, that, yeah. that, 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 well, our just, system of government was designed to resist that, so it makes sense that it's kind of in there. Uh, I, I just, I'm all about a, a democracy being. We do it a modern, efficient, smart way, a matter of fact way. Yeah. yeah. So we got the papers. We PDF. We sent them over in an email. Yeah, exactly. We'll look at them sometime today. Or, or you just send some assistant over to Mitch McConnell's office, uh, you know, to hand it to a staffer. I mean, that's good enough, but I guess there's a big ceremony to make it look like they're taking this all seriously, and it's not an exercise in partisanship. Um, as, for the, as far as the debate, I'll only mention this right here, because I thought this was pretty good from the dispatched. Missed opportunities and pulled punches. If you're just turning into the race, you didn't see any candidate make a strong case to switch whatever your mind was already. The debates, the six debates so far, well, seven after last night. That's plenty. The six previous debates don't appear to have mattered much at all. 
And last oppor- uh, last night was an opportunity for candidates to change that, and nobody on stage seemed to want to. Yeah. That is pretty good. If you're a real policy nerd, it was somewhat enjoyable. I watched, you know, a chunk of it. And, you know, the discussion of what to do in Afghanistan, that caught my ear. Um, and it, the whole Iraq thing. But it was only mildly interesting. Kill me. Kill me. Kill me. Um, my eyelids outvoted me, though. I bailed. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my favorite pundits I follow on uh, the Twitter were saying, I'm going to bed now. Yeah. I'm out now. <laughs> at, various, at various points through the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a poll out now that we're you know a couple of weeks out and things have settled down a little bit and there's more information out there about the strike in Iran. U.S. strike killing uh, Salamander. Right action, wrong action. It's right action 45, wrong action 41 in a poll. Which is kind of right around the number of people that support Trump. So, right. like everything else. Right, right. Well, should there be an impeachment? Should we have killed the terrorists? Whatever it is, it's roughly the number of people that support Trump. And as I often point out, I'm not the least surprised that the approved numbers, numbers aren't more overwhelming. Because the, the... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. Lack of discipline. Sean, get the, uh, the, uh, the beating wand. Awesome. Yeah. We yeah, I need a couple a com- of good looks. No, well, I can say it. What I can do you say? It. Let me say it. Let me say it. How do you feel about a compliance belt? <laughs> if we had like a shock collar, and I don't, I don't know who you want to have it. A uh, collar? <laughs> I thought you said belt. <laughs> Either one. Get around my midsection, I could take my neck. Sounds painful. <laughs> then <laughs> then if anybody's sh- mush mouthed or stumbling, then you want Sean to have the button. They get shocked. I don't think that would make me the least bit jumpy and, and twitchy paranoid. and drooly. Exactly, and terrified to say anything at all. <laughs> now, as I've pointed out many times, it doesn't surprise me at all that those numbers aren't more overwhelming, because the vast majority of the American media is delivering the message that this was a horror against humanity and a terrible misstep and has brought us to World War III. And young people, you need to register to, to for the draft because you're going to be drafted, which was a huge, only half-kidding meme there for about 48 hours. So the fact that in the face of that tidal wave of mm, propaganda and or editorializing, um, I'm not the least bit surprised the numbers are the way they are. And the fact that they're in favor is a tribute to the common sense of the American people, I think. The other poll question that just shows you how, uh, I don't know what it shows you, that people are stupid. Killing of Soleimani makes America more safe, less safe, no impact. The, the clear winner, less safe by 13 points. More Wait. safe, 32, no impact, 18. That's true. In the very near term, in the very short term, in the long term, it's absolutely clear that it will probably make America more safe. How do, how do you not? How are you not enough of a grown-up to understand well, that? If they don't you decide, follow the story. Probably they don't understand who this guy is. All they know is he's an Iranian general. Don't you understand? Just regular the way life works. If you finally decide to confront the bully in the schoolyard that day. At that moment, you're going to be less safe than if you didn't. Right. <laughs> but overall, obviously, it's a good idea. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me. Our, our good friend Tim Sandifer, Tim the Lawyer, with a screed on Twitter about cowardice masquerading as uh, honor. Um, and, and not confronting bullies being portrayed as uh, honorable and, and, and the peaceful method when indeed and it's brave. just cowardice. Right. 
exactly. Uh, maybe we'll hit you with yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I read through the whole thing. I saw you tweeted it out, and it's, it's pretty interesting yeah. all the way through. I thought it was thought-provoking. And, you know, listen, uh, my intellectual honesty uh, hat coming out of the closet, let me dust it off a little bit and put it on. You know, that... It looks good with your shot collar. Thank you. Um, n- not every act of aggression can be justified in that way. I mean, not every... Uh, you know, if if we took out like fourteen different generals around the world this weekend, you know that it doesn't justify everything. But it's a good argument and and a good framework to have in your mind. We'll get to that uh, pretty soon. Mentioned this yesterday: France, Germany, and the UK accused Iran of failing to meet its commitments under the JCPOA. So, for all you've heard about that and Trump dismantling something that everybody thought was a good idea, France, Germany, and the UK all signed on, saying you haven't been doing what you're supposed to do. So, cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, and finally, this this is just for Joe. The 2020 class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is out. Durr. Here's your so rock. Dumb. Here's your rock and rollers. If you enjoyed uh, so rock and rolling at the sock hop to Depeche Mode <laughs> or Notorious B.I.G. Yes, the Doobie Brothers. All right, that's a rock and roll band. Not actually related. That's a liars. That's a great rock and roll band. But actually into doobies. Yes, probably authentically. T-Rex, a band from way back in the day. What? Oh, I love T-Rex. I don't know. I don't even know if I've ever heard that. you yeah, got to be kind of a music head yeah. these days. Okay. Uh, bang a, you get it on, bang a gong um, was their biggest hit. And what was the other one? Uh, that uh, It doesn't matter. What's that? Moby Dick. <laughs> that was Led Zeppelin. So here's the uh, controversy. And though. Herman Melville. <laughs> Dave Matthews' band did not make it. Motorhead didn't make it. And Pat Benatar... Did not make oh, the Rock and no. Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, no. Oh. I, left, I left out the biggest name on the list. Other rock and rollers, along with the notorious B.I.G. and Depeche Mode, Whitney Houston. Ah, yes. Um, didn't uh, This happened over Thanksgiving break, and I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the air. So this woman that I'd never heard of, um, who had been uh, Whitney Houston's right-hand woman through her entire career, she put out a book. And at first I thought, okay, this is another one of those tell-all books about dead celebrities that I think are so uncool. Mm-hmm. Who slept with who and all this sort of stuff. And you make money off of telling other people's secrets. I think that's so uncool. Yeah. Um, but this woman came forward to say that she and Whitney Houston were lovers for like a decade and a half or something. Really? Through Whitney's late teens into her 20s <laughs> or into almost into her 30s. And... Um, and and the point of the book is not, you know, Hollywood gossip. It's Whitney Houston was an abused person. She was sexually abused when she was younger by Dionne Warwick's somebody. Or, Dionne Warwick factors in somehow. Well, wow. her, but um, also, also a rock and roll Hall of Famer, a musician from the past. But anyway, she was a child star in a, in a family full of celebrities. And she was regularly left unattended with adults mm. and got molested and was a mess from the get go. Oh and, and this woman was kind of a mess, too. And they bonded and they became lovers, but then decided they were straight, I guess, or something um, uh, and went separate ways. But they continued to stay close and just and just what an awful life, you know, like, like Michael Jackson, like a lot of people, just what an awful life. She Whitney Houston had, mm-hmm. and, and and practically nobody would have survived that life, right? Having started right. that way, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, how you end up, you end up a a drug addict, and a and a, and a pill addict, and a drunk, and everything else with all kinds of emotional problems and relationship problems because you're brought up in that because she could sing good, right? Family took advantage of her and thought we can make her a star, and lots of people will make lots of money. Kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, you combine that, and and the mouse is big on that, cranking out these child stars who. Some of whom become adult stars, some of whom say to hell with this and go live normal lives, and some of whom end up dead. But the the star-making machinery, fame's a curse. It's not oh. a, something you should aspire to. It's, 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 
It's a curse. Anyway. Yeah. Whitney Houston, rock and roller. Best song about fame ever. Limelight, Rush, Neil Peart. Look it up. Read it. Listen to it. Turn it up loud. Bow, down, 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 down. Bow, down. We use it as uh, bumper music all the time. Is that what it sounds like right there? So, the recent topic on Reddit, Jack, I'm going to defer to you as our chairman. If you, here's the proposition. If you can drink a 12-pack of beer a day for a month and keep your job, you'll get a million. 12-pack a day? A day. And you have to hang on to your job, you get a million dollars. Oh, I could have done that easily. What's your strategy? Start drinking when you get home. That's my strategy. (laughs) You know, it seems like the easiest thing in the world. I could do that. God, I'd almost be tempted out of sobriety for that. I could do that standing on my head. Well, listen, you you had the tolerance of a guy who enjoyed some sauce, some some beer. The thing I would need is a compliance belt around my neck to get me to stop at 12. (laughs) That would be the hard part. All right, you're the wrong guy to ask. Now that I've had my 12, let's get this party going. Right. Now we're ready. (laughs) Now we're we're moved up. (laughs) Who wants to go to the bar? Oh boy! Well, yeah, yeah, I suppose you're a strapping young man of six foot one or two, and 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 a bit of tolerance back in the day. I I think for a lot of people that would be hard. They would be hammered by the end of the evening, drinking twelve beers. What's your strategy? <laughs> Drink them is my strategy. One after t'other. Put on a ball game. That's my strategy. Maybe an album I like. <laughs> All right. Never and, and never mind. I think he could get two in at lunch. Well, are there people? And nobody who, would know. There are people, I suppose, that look at that and think, "Oh my God, how could anybody do that?" I suppose people think that twelve beers is a lot of beers for the normal oh, oh, person. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you it's, would be hammered. It's not nothing. Yeah, but yeah, I'd find that pretty easy to do. Average person gets home at, we'll say, standard work day. We're we're working say eight to. 8 to 4.30 or 5, really, in the modern day. And they home at 5.45. And they didn't do the thing where they knocked out two at lunch, right? They're trying to not That'd do That would be a good idea. That'd be a good idea. A couple at lunch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, throw in... Although, I if could you never. don't want to smell of alcohol, you got to keep your job in the bed. Right, right. I could never drink in the morning, so I, I, I don't understand how people do that. But Yeah, so you hit one... Well, you, one... Uh, let's see, it'd have to be two an hour between 5.30 and 11.30. You stop at a bar on the way home, you have a couple of drinks. Stay under the legal limit. Make yourself home. Then you finish off the other uh, ten. <laughs> okay, there it is. You have a couple before. You have a couple before dinner. A couple with dinner. That's four. So you're at six. Now you get six for the rest of the evening. Spread out over watching uh, a debate or a ball game or whatever you're exactly. doing. Exactly. <laughs> so your strategy is open them, swallow them, and peel off. <laughs> there you go. It's want to break folks. the seal. <laughs> you heard it from an expert. Yesterday, they will be releasing a limited edition most stuffed cookie that has extra cream filling. And if you want to eat that, you'd probably eat most stuff. <laughs> That's a good wow. point. That's a good you, point. No, you're an anti-creamist in Oreos. You're an anti-creamist. Admit it. I like the double stuff. Ooh, yeah. Even with that, just in general, if you're the sort of person that regularly eats Oreos, you're probably going to eat 
you, you, you're, you're open to a lot of different things. Granted. <laughs> I just, I'm just sure. And, and honestly, I have not had a double stuff in a couple of decades. I think it would probably repulse well, me you as an adult. No business commenting. <laughs> I used to love them. I still eat crap like that. I'll, I shouldn't. Well, I stand correct. I think it's because I get the, the age of my kids. I'm it's humbled. around the house. Yeah, God, I'm trying to get so far away from sugar of all kinds. I eat something sweet now, it sickens me. If I didn't have an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old, I'd never have Oreos around the house, I don't think. Yeah. Um, uh, we got a couple of texts on the uh, some serious stuff in a second. But we, Joe, who came up with this challenge? If you could drink a 12-pack a day every day for a month. And you, keep your job. And keep your job. I, that seems odd that they throw that in there. Like, it's, oh, my God, could you do it? I guarantee you work with people who do that all the time. Right. And and you don't even think about it. And they're not yeah. old junk gym. They're just gym. But they worked up to that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Um, I work in construction. Most of the guys I work with drink a 12-pack of beer every night. It's part of the job description. Um, <laughs> so you get a million dollars if you drink a 12-pack every day for a month. Right. And don't lose your job. Yeah. 12 beers a night uh, and keep your job. Um, blah, 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 blah. I work for home. I'm doing that challenge right now, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, God, if you worked at home. Um, it's called being in your 20s. Yeah, for a lot of people it is. <laughs> Mm. Full bears a night and keep your job. Night after night? Night after night. A lot of folks doing the dry January. I'm doing it. Feeling good. Cool. Feeling good. It's actually getting easier, not harder. Boredom's the main uh, the main challenge. Mm-hmm. When you're bored, you think, <laughs> if I'm buzzed and bored, I'll uh, be having a good time. But, nah, I'm not losing weight like I'd hope to, though. Well, that, but that's an argument that you don't have to do it, ever do it again. You think, okay, it's what's not. It's not the weight thing, so I'll just keep drinking and figure out something else. Yeah, so why are you trying to talk me back onto the sauce? What, what, what are you, I would take that devil? as good news. Remove his hat. Let me see if he has horns. <laughs> yeah, I, it is kind of, I guess, sort of. Are you compensating that time or that habit with, like, other treats Try or something not like to. that? Trying okay. very hard not to. Okay. Yeah, although, well, yeah. Um, so I mentioned yesterday Mayor Bloomberg, who's running for president, and the reason I mentioned this is because it was such a yawner of a, um, a, a debate last night, and a number of pundits, do we have what Van Jones said about that? Oh, not, yeah. I'm not going to get into the debate here, but, um, it sets up my premise here. And if we don't, we don't. But Mayor Bloomberg is running for president. He was not on the stage last night. I defeated And I want to say that tonight for me was dispiriting. Democrats have to do better than what we saw tonight. There was nothing I saw tonight that would be able to take Donald Trump out, and I want to see a, a, a Democrat in the White House as soon as possible. There was nothing tonight that, if you're looking at this thing, you say this, any of these people are prepared for what Donald Trump is going to do to us. Yeah, that's wow. kind of what the debate looked like. Yeah. So Michael Bloomberg, he announced last week he's he's got $58 billion. He said, I'll spend a billion dollars to become president. I'll spend a billion dollars for somebody else to become president if I don't get the nomination, even if it's Bernie or Liz, who I don't agree with. Yeah. So he's willing to throw a billion dollars at this. Yeah. And for his own trying to win campaign, he now has a thousand staffers, which is like, holy cow, which is like four times as much as most people have clear up to running for president, you know, becoming president. Right. He already has a thousand staffers spread and he's paying twice what other campaigns pay to get the best people and to keep them. He's promised them, I will pay you to November, even if I lose the nomination, you know, next month. Wow! So there's no worry of, am I getting on the right team or whatever? I know something about campaign work, and that's that's Willy Wonka stuff. I mean, that's impossible. That's that's you got the golden ticket. I'm going to pay you more, and you're paid clear through November, no right. matter what, right. to get the best people. 
Wow. Committed to it. And he's got a thousand people already spread out across the United States. And he will go nowhere, probably. Although then it'll kick in a billion dollars. And, you know, how that ends will be so interesting to watch. Keep it in I mind. mean, if Trump wins in a landslide after that, it's really going to discourage the billionaire throner money around well, crowd, I, but, I would but, think, although they're egomaniacs. But so. Trump spent like the least amount of money anybody's ever spent adjusted for inflation and had three people working. <laughs> so, so, Corey, you know. our man. <laughs> but anyway, that's enough of that. Yeah. Like more than enough of that. Wow. So we are following the Major League Baseball story of the Houston Astros who cheated their way to a World Series in 2017. I loved that season. I loved that team. I got into it. I watched mm. every night. God, I, it was so exciting. But the reason they made all those amazing comebacks and everything is they were cheating. Well, so uh, the guy who came up with the idea, apparently, is Alex Cora. Ah. So he is the guy who came up with the idea, working uh, for the Houston Astros, was part of that team, went to the Boston Red Sox, who won the World Series the next year when he was there. Coincidence! In 2018 and left yesterday. Left the Red Sox quote, quote, left, was fired. Yes, <laughs> yes. Alex, uh, perhaps you would leave, they told him. Yes. So he, he was the bench coach for the Astros in that yes, season. After right. that, he... Which is like an assistant coach if yeah. you're not a big baseball fan. But it was fan. his idea. Yeah. Right. The whole hitting the trash can with the bat thing, using the camera up in the stands. He goes to the Boston Red Sox. They win the World Series the next year. He gets fired yesterday. <laughs> um, and there's, there's a lot of belief that they're trying to get ahead of, uh-oh, Maybe we cheated our way to a World Series also. As a Giants fan, I wonder whether the Giants might reach out to, reach out to him. Perhaps you, no, could you be want the, them to reach out to the, the bunting coach. <laughs> or the making sure the gloves are well-laced coach or something. How about the banging on the trash can advisor? The director of Pine Tar. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah.